we want to be as open as the members want us to be open. We'll do it as soon as we can. It is a remarkable opportunity to come to work every day and really work in a place where you're helping people get out of the back row of a photo being taken mm -hmm. uh, or they're willing to wear colors again or they're getting on their bike for the first time in years. That's why we do it, right? We do it to help people achieve those outcomes. everyone and welcome to WW Presents the podcast. I am Coach Emily and I have with me Coach Kelly and we have with us a very special third guest. Today we have someone a little bit different, but he's he's just as special as everyone else. More um, I so, wanna, I think. More he's so. Like the most special guest. You know what? Kelly's just sucking up to him because he is her bit. boss, um, but we are so happy to have Kevin O'Brien here today. He is um, the president and GM of WW Canada. Absolutely. I hope I said that right. Is that correct, that's Kevin? Correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How are you doing today? Great, thanks. And it's it's exciting to be here. I've, I've wanted to do this for a little while, so it's wonderful to have a chance to do it. Well, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for making time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, we had a WW Presents live presentation a few weeks ago, and the response to that was so positive. I think mm -hmm. all of the members who came to that presentation were just so thankful that you took time out to come to that and to answer their questions. And I think they really liked getting to know who you are and who's, you know, who's steering the ship of this company that we love so much. The biggest response I've heard too, like so many members were like, oh, I couldn't make it and I've been looking for it and I was really hoping it would be recorded. So now everybody finally gets the chance to dig a little deeper with you. So thank you so much. We're so excited. Well, it's funny. I was on, so I do a, uh, a catch up with my family every couple of weeks and I'm from out West. And so they're all from Saskatoon and, and Winnipeg and, and Flin Flon and Thompson and stuff. And, and um, uh, a couple of them are actually members. And so they said, we were really planning on, on coming and then mm -hmm. this came up and that came And so they didn't hear it. Either. So they'll be delighted when I tell oh, them. Oh, well, Kevin's oh, family, Kevin. here's your chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we are excited to hear more about you, about where you come from, a little bit more about your story. But before we do that, we like to um, get into the weekly technique. So everyone who's listening knows, you know, what's going on with WW this week. And actually this whole month, we are talking about making changes. And I think after hearing your story, Kevin, change can be an amazing thing. And when we embrace change, when we take the time to really think about what changes we want to make, I mean, the world is our oyster. And when it comes to especially our weight loss and our wellness journey, we have to make changes in order to see changes. And in order to make those changes, we actually have to be able to do them. I don't know about you guys, but I have definitely thought I'm going to make this big change, but it's not a realistic change for me. Um, you know, maybe I'm gonna start working out every day or I'm going to train for a half marathon or I'm gonna go on some kind of crazy unrealistic um, juice cleanse or something. Um, the changes that we make, they have to be attainable. They have to be ones that we can live with. Otherwise, we are not going to do that. Have either of you ever attempted to make a change in your life? Oh my goodness. Tons. I mean, look where we are right now. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess Being a lot of the, Zoom. a lot of the changes that we um, have made, we've actually been forced to make. And like, I guess this can kind of tie into you, Kevin, and how you run the business. Uh, so many of these changes weren't planned, correct? Yeah, so it's been an interesting <laughs> Did you year. plan on this year coming? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes circumstances dictate the change. Sometimes it's a choice and sometimes mm-hmm. it's something. And, and you know, though, the, I think the, the part, one of the reflections I've had in the last year as it relates to change is even when it's forced on you, if you take the time to reflect on it and think about what it's now allowed to happen, often it's still a very positive thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be something that that you've chosen to do necessarily. A change can happen and you can still find the, the positive. You can find the benefit in it, which I find kind of encouraging because you don't always have the time or the foresight to, to deliberately make the change. Do you find that you can look at those changes as positive on their own? Or do you actually like take time to reflect on what happened and where you're at? And then do you see the positive in that change that maybe you were scared of at first? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm, um, I guess this is true of everybody, but I'm older than I once was. Um, <laughs> and so I find that, uh, that as I do get older, I get, I do tend to get a little bit more reflective and that's probably stereotypical, but um, I do spend more time thinking about, you know, how do you find the positive in things? How do you actually build on the positive? And and I I, I tend to let go of the negative a lot easier than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that balance, um, you know, life's pretty good. You know, most days life's pretty good, and that that really is a uh, a motivating factor, and and it keeps me focused on those things that you know. There's a there's a body of work even in in management theory that says that. You're, you get a lot further ahead when you focus on people's strengths instead of focusing on their weaknesses and you just double down on their strengths. And I think that that's generally true in life. Focus on the positive, um, be a happy person, um, and a lot of good things start to circle that. And you know that has a lot to do with how you embrace change. It's so crazy that you're saying that and how that relates as a manager, as someone who's in business, you know, you want to focus on your strengths. And I think the same thing can be said when we're trying to lose weight. And it, when it comes, I always like to bring things back to WWO here and, and how we live, you know, we, how we live the WW lifestyle. I mean, we have these four pillars and this is exactly what I do. This is exactly what we're telling the members to do is lean on your strengths within the program. Um, and if you do that, you're going to have your confidence to make the changes that are going to make the difference. You know what's really cool about this whole month about change, especially last week, what we were talking about, you know, I think the, one of the biggest strengths of WW and where we're always constantly headed is making this part of your life. And I know Kevin in your WW presents, you said something that struck a chord with so many people. It was that, you know, you're not doing WW mm-hmm. you're, you're oh. with WW, right? Yeah, and, it's, a, it's a pet peeve of mine. Oh, I'm on WW. I'm on w- you're yeah. On you're not doing yeah. WW. We're helping you do what you want mm-hmm. to do. So you're doing it with WW. I just think if we could get everybody to reframe things in that way, because you know what, we can only do so much. It really comes down to somebody's individual, why their commitment. If you have that, then we can make it a lot easier. Yeah. But if we don't have that, we can't give that to you, right? That's, that's such a personal thing. Yeah. And when it comes to change, right, this whole month is about not just making the change, but what kind of how do you in your life respond to change? How, like knowing yourself. Right. And I thought last week was so cool. I had never thought about like, well, how do I normally respond to changes and how can I use that to my benefit? Not just, you know, let's make changes. It's, but how do I personally do that? Mm -hmm. Right. This topic is so, um, important to tailor to yourself because change is inevitable. Absolutely. But 
how we respond to it is a very individual thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we need a plan. And and what we're going to talk about more in our workshops and in our app, there's all sorts of um, information about this in our app is the intention action gap. So that's the disconnect between what we want to do, our intentions, and what we actually do. And we need to make a plan for that gap so we actually can accomplish what we set out to do. Um, so that's, that's our technique for the week. And I love it because I think that, uh, change brings change and that's what we all want. We're all here for a reason because we want something different. So you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta put in the work, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin, I would love to get into more of your story and, um, you know, your history with WW. So I don't know if you could tell us how long have you been with WW and what was your why for actually joining the brand? Yeah, it's a, it's a story I've told a few times now, but I've been with the with the business about three and a half years, and um, I, honestly, it's been it's been an amazing experience. Um, some of the things that I thought were going to be true were even more true than I could have hoped. You know, there's a there's a lot of times when people talk about working with an organization that has a strong purpose. There's an author by the name of Simon Sinek that talks about the power of why and. Um, I don't need to create why at WW. The why is oozing out of everybody's pores. And, and it's it really is, you know, making a difference for members every day. But I was working at a pretty great place. I was working at Aeroplan, um, running the Aeroplan line of business and you know, having a pretty good time. It was a it was a really, really interesting business to be part of. But a few things lined up uh in, you know summer four years ago, right around this time, four years ago, actually, that had me start to think about things a little bit differently. And the phone rang and it was it was somebody approaching me about the WW opportunity. And it was really, really that it was it was a good time in my life for that to happen because some some data points lined up. One was a few years before that I had been uh, in Kenya with the Free the Children, Meet a We, We call them what you want to call them, but with that group, with uh, the Kilberger brothers and Roxanne, and, and um, lucky enough, we were doing work with them with Aeroplan. So I was able to go see on the ground some of the impact that that we were having, that they were having. And I was younger then. I was you know in my early 40s, and they were in their 30s. And I looked around and saw what they were doing and the impact that they were having. Mm-hmm. You know, you're standing out in the middle of nowhere and there's a, a school that they helped build and there's a hospital that they helped build. And there's all of these people that that are part of their community. And I remember reflecting and saying, I could probably be having more impact than what I was having. No disrespect to the business I was in, but it's just, there's there's some there's some jobs that you can actually have more impact than others. So yeah. that, was, that was one data point and it was just kind of, parked in the back of my head at that point. A second data point was about five years ago, well, five years ago last week, actually, my, my, my dad died. And mm-hmm. he, um, he moved the family from Regina to Flin Flon, Manitoba in 1972 to work at a radio station there and ultimately um, ended up uh, owning the radio stations in Flin Flon, the Pond Thompson. So very much focused on Northern Manitoba. And my brother's actually still in that business. My sister's still in that business. But um, if you're going to be in small market radio, you are in the community. Yeah. And my dad was kind of wired that way anyway. But so he was a Rotarian. He was Chamber of Commerce. He was the local festival. He was operations, Operation Red Nose. It doesn't matter. You, 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 know, mm-hmm. you couldn't throw a rock uh, in the town without hitting something that, that dad had been involved in. 
And so when he passed away, uh, they actually flew the the flags at half mast in town. And mm -hmm. um, it was just a, yeah. a recognition of the impact that he had had. So again, second data point about impact. And then the third thing that kind of set me up was I had I had just myself gone through my own weight loss journey and, and taken off about 60 pounds. Amazing. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> I uh, I got on the scale one day. You talk about making change. I got on the mm -hmm. scale one day and uh, the scale showed me 251 pounds. And I realized that there's nothing about my job that being 251 pounds was at all helpful. <laughs> you're, um, not, you're not fighting a heavyweight? I know, no, and I'm not trying to, you know, sack the quarterback or anything right. like that. So I got tired of my annual uh, doctor checkup being, you know, Kevin, you should lose some weight. And that was kind of the peak that I had been. So I just decided to make a change that day. And six months later, I was down 60 pounds. So, Amazing. And, and everything was better. When I went to the doctor the next time, like everything was better. Stuff that I had no idea was weight related was better. Um, so anyway, then the phone rings. And there's this opportunity to come to WW. And I believed in the benefit of achieving a healthy weight. And I was looking to figure out how I could align my business activity and my, my interest in having an impact. I didn't want that just to be through some of the volunteer stuff that, that I did. And WW has been that in spades. It's been absolutely amazing. Wow. So I want to talk about this idea of impact for a minute, because I know that, you know, in your story, you have been to places, you have done so many things, especially with WW, right? Where you see the impact that it has on our members, on others. But I want to hear more about how it's impacted your life. How has being with WW impacted you? You know, there's been probably two different dimensions of impact, if I could put it that way. One is, is and I've alluded to this already, but professionally, it's such a, uh, a powerful experience to work in an organization that is purpose-driven like mm -hmm. this. And, and I don't know if, if the members actually even realize how, how powerful it is, how much that goes to the core. Um, but there isn't, there isn't really a meeting that I'm in that we don't bring it back to really trying to get to the heart of the benefit that we can deliver to members. You know, I was, I was in meetings this morning and we were talking about members' activities on tracking food and tracking weight. And we're not doing that because we're trying to say, is the app working? We're doing that because we know that those are the things that are related to people having success. Mm -hmm. And so there's this amazing focus on that member engagement, that member experience um, that just is, is everywhere when you're actually operating within the business. So I just, I find that, that having that as the North Star um, every day when you're coming is such a, a positive thing. And then to hear members you know, say things to you like you gave me my life back is so fulfilling. It's so rewarding. So that's kind of the professional side of it. On the personal side of it, uh, I was one of those people that, you know, probably was only when I hit that 251 did I actually really pay attention. You know, I was, I was very active. I, I you know, I ride uh, quite long distances when I get out on my bike and, you know, had done the ride to conquer cancer a bunch of times and things like that. So I didn't feel that I was quote unquote unhealthy. But I'll tell you, I felt a lot better uh, when I did lose the weight. And there's this benefit, there's this ongoing reminder to pay attention to yourself. And the part that I probably wouldn't have explored the same on my own if I wasn't also a member are things like the mindset and, um, you know, water consumption. And like, it just, it makes you so much more purposeful 
on a lot of those things. And, you know, COVID is a great reminder that you have to pay attention to that stuff. I mean, the, the numbers on COVID, uh, if, you know, for people that were overweight or obese are just way, way worse than people that weren't. Um, so it's just such a, a powerful reminder to say, take care of yourself, invest in yourself, make time for yourself. It makes everything else more effective, more successful. Um, you know, it's not that the other stuff needs to happen first and then you take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself. Then the other stuff will happen. Absolutely. And, you know, this has been such a wake up call for so many people. I think that um, when these illnesses come around, you just think it's not going to happen to me. And even I think when COVID first happened, you know, you saw it, you saw it all over the world and you're kind of thinking, yeah, but it's not going to be me. And then your friends and your family get it and you see your your loved ones who I have actually have some friends who are still struggling with some of the, you know, post COVID symptoms. And I'm like, this is real. Like, I want to take care of myself for when something happens, like I'm not immune to this kind of stuff. I can fight through it. You know what I love as well, Emily, that, you know, in this transition, I think it changed a little bit as COVID went on, but it does come back, I think, to one of the things that I think is just beautiful about the WW community and the member community that we have. Early in COVID, there was almost a stigma when somebody got COVID because it was, well, what were you doing that you weren't supposed to be doing that you got COVID? Absolutely. And now that I, at least in my experience, that's not really the case anymore. I think that there's a recognition that, you know, it, it can happen. And, mm-hmm. and it can happen somewhat unpredictably and somewhat uncontrollably. But there's so now there's an acceptance. And I think that the WW community already had that acceptance, right? Because that's what we bring to, to that community every day is that idea that, you know, meet people where they are, be accepting of where they are and just give them the support they need. Yeah. Um, I wish that that had been more true through all of COVID. And if we could wind back the clock, we would be a little bit more accepting of people in those early days as well. Yeah. I mean, there's no pandemic playbook, but definitely hopefully we'll be better. I bet there is now though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But that's such a, that's such a true point, right? Is we don't know anybody's story and meet them where they are. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you had told the story, um, in your live presents as well about, like you had just said, um, where somebody thanked you for giving their life back. Right. Yeah. Um, and how, so I'm sure that, you know, we, and Emily and I, you know, we were coaches, we're coaches, we can, say we've seen lots of amazing, amazing transformations like that. So how does that, those stories, the impact of the members, how much does that affect, I guess, our business? When you hear things like that, how does that affect how WW operates? You know, it's interesting. There's, um, I think, a, a, a guiding light that comes from our member success that then permeates everything. And let me start at, at the challenge that the nation faces right now. So the health cost of the weight of the Canadian population, you know, the fact that we've got a lot of people in Canada that are overweight or obese, and it's not unique to us. It's the same and actually a little bit worse in the U.S. And, you know, it's similar in many parts of Europe. But the Obesity Canada estimated that that's a $7.7 billion annual cost because of all the other things that go along with being overweight or obese. And if we can do something about that, we're the largest player in this space in Canada, um, don't, then I think we have an obligation to. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's both the scientific answer to your question and then a more personal kind of you know, uh, emotional answer to your question. The scientific answer is we spend a tremendous amount of time trying to make sure that 
we are putting together a program that can best help people achieve those health goals. Right now, that means that we're helping about 300,000 Canadians do that. Wow. Um, Yet, there are 15 million Canadians that need the help. And so the better that we can get at it, the more that we can build on those success stories, the more that, like, I know when I lost my weight, nobody saw me that didn't come up and say, hey, Kevin, what did you do? Right. Right. Like, it was the first question out of everybody's mouth. And so... I think that if if all of our members could tell their stories to people that were interested in them, people that were seeing them, trying to understand their success, we would start to create this this rippling circle of of benefit that our country desperately needs. Um, We need to figure out, uh, you know, business aside, just from a societal point of view, we need to figure out how we take that 300,000 and make it a million or make it 2 million. And it doesn't need to be all WW doing it. I just think as a society, we need to figure that out. So that's kind of, you know, that's why the science leans in where it does. That's why we see that we do innovations, you know, pretty much every year um, where we continue to get better and better and better at that intersection of how people tick and health science. Right? right. When you put those two things together, you can you can achieve a lot. Gary Foster, Dr. Gary Foster would say he could design a better diet, quote unquote. Yeah. But you wouldn't stay on it. Right. right. It wouldn't be a lifestyle change. And so what what we've landed in through evolution is a healthy eating program that really does rewire how people approach food in their life. And that is sustainable. So that's the scientific answer. That's that's how those member stories come back into kind of the yeah. business of it. The emotional answer, though, man, there's nothing more motivating. If I'm having a bad day, I get on a virtual workshop mm-hmm. um, because that's why we do it, right? We do it to help people achieve those outcomes. There's nothing more pure than that. And I can't think, uh, well, I guess if you were a surgeon or, or you know, some of the other medical practice stuff, I, you know, you, you could have those same sort of positive feedback experiences, but um, it is a remarkable opportunity to come to work every day and really work in a place where you're helping people, you know, get out of the back row of a photo being taken Mm -hmm. uh, or they're willing to wear colors again, or they're getting on Mm -hmm. their bike for the first time in years. Or, you know, as the story I told in WW presents the woman that, that had walked to the grocery store for the first time in a long, long time and still had to do it with a cane. She wasn't at the end of her journey, but man, she felt good about the progress she had already made. I, you know what I love about it? I mean, there's so many parts of my job that I love, but I love that like a byproduct of me trying to help people is helping myself. You know, I get to talk to members about issues that I'm dealing with. And it's like, as I expand my learning um, with the help of the, the amazing science team we have here at WW, I'm also like growing my knowledge and it's helping me. I actually, last night I went on, um, being um, a digital 360 coach, I have my team page and I went on my team page um, just to like check it out. And before I did that, I actually was going into my freezer and I was like looking through the ice cream and I was making a plan on what I was going to snack on after my kids were in bed. And then I went and laid with my kids and I was scrolling through my team page and somebody said on there, um, today I was on my walk and I was thinking about the choices I'm making today are going to impact me tomorrow and how I'm so excited about the choices I'm making for me tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, 
wow. what is tomorrow me going to think about the Ben and Jerry's I'm about to eat, you know, the whole <laughs> pint of. And I was like, this is so cool that my job is going on and liking her post and commenting on it. And it's inspiring me. So I think when yeah. we hear these member stories, it inspires us. And it's just like builds this whole like wave of inspiration and connection and motivation. It's just such an incredible place to be. You know what else is really nice to hear? Like not to be such a suck up, but a little bit. But it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say please, it, but, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think that, you know, especially talking about things like change, right? It's really nice to hear you talk with such passion about what we're doing at WW, about how it really means something to not just you, but to our whole business right? Because I think it lets everybody know, like, we're really in good hands. Like mm -hmm. we are really backed by scientists and nutritionists, of course, but people who really, really on all ends really care about us and our well-being, right? Not just about our weight loss, but about our whole well-being. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited that people get to hear how much passion comes through. Um, end of my brown nose. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not unique to me though. Like that's the, if you were to sit down and I like, you know, uh, the, the meetings I was referencing that I was in earlier today, those were meetings with the, the U.S. workshop team and the U.S. market management team. And it's the same discussions, mm -hmm. right? That's, there's, there's, I would say it's probably not everybody. It would be probably inaccurate to say that a hundred percent of the people that work here, you know, that that's an important element to them. But I bet you it's, 80%. Yeah. Like it's a really, really important factor for most people that work at WW. And even if it wasn't necessarily on the way in, I don't know how you work here for any kind of protracted period of time and not have it start to rewire you. It Definitely. just, it's, it's so like the fact that, you know, we have members come and join our town halls and tell their stories and, you know, and you troll around on connect and see what's going on. It's just, there's just so many places where you interact with those experiences. It just, it, it does in the same way that we rewire people to have a different approach to food, just interacting with the members rewires us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now we know that, you know, WW is in these very strong, capable, loving hands. Let's get into the hard hitting questions, Kevin. Sure. Are you ready for these? Do sure. Because everyone's been waiting. I'm sure they're all waiting. Like, when is he going to talk about this? You know, they've all been complaining on Connect or whatever. So talk to me about, you know, we, well, we talked a bit about how COVID impacted the business, right? Obviously yeah. it changed not just our business, but every, there probably wasn't a business or an industry that wasn't touched by COVID. Um, so now things are starting to open up, right? I know I'm in BC, things are opening up. You guys are in Ontario. Things are, you know, not I think you up, see yeah. hope on the horizon potentially. <laughs> yeah. That we anticipate um, they might be opening up. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about workshops? What about WW Studios? Do you have any updates on the status or the timing of those? Yeah. So um, I don't know if it's actually really an update, Emily. The, the approach we've taken, we tried some things during the pandemic that in hindsight actually just didn't really work as well as we would have liked. So some things have been home runs. Virtual workshops, love virtual workshops. Virtual workshops are here to stay. Some people will choose to you know continue to engage only virtually. Um, I think a lot of people will be looking for, at least this is what they're telling us in research, a mix of physical and virtual. And then some people have been very much waiting for a physical workshop opportunity to come mm -hmm. back. So we, we will move more to that physical uh, virtual work or that physical workshop opportunity as we come through the summer. Of course, we can't do it until we're allowed to. What, what, we, what we struggled with when we tried to do this earlier was doing something 
in New Brunswick because we could, and you couldn't do it in Ontario, and you could do it in BC, and you couldn't do it in Alberta. And it was just, that was, that was really, really hard. It was hard on us as a business. It was hard on the coaches. I've heard from members that they found it hard not knowing whether they were going to have their experience in a given week or not. So it was just, it was the right answer, I think, for us to just pause everything and go mm-hmm. virtual for a period of time. Uh, now, as you look around the world, one of the great things about being part of a global uh, organization like WW is we can look in the UK where they're a little bit more open. You can look in the US where overnight they've gone from relatively closed to relatively open in, in many states. And you know we can learn from them. Um, and so we are now, um, well, we have been for a while, but we're, we're starting to get a bit of a sense of the timelines on on when we're likely to reopen physical workshops. So if anybody was doubting, is it ever gonna come? It's going to come. There's no doubt physical workshops are a really important part about what we do. Over the course of the summer, uh, we will, I think probably what we'll do is we'll probably open a region first. We'll make sure we got all the kinks worked out, the technology's working, like, cause there's been a bunch of things going on behind the scenes, you know, as the pandemic's been going on. And then once we get that, if you think of it as kind of a pilot or a beta or something like that, once we get past that, um, then we'll we'll open broadly. Um, so certainly it would be it would be my expectation that as we kind of get through the summer into the early fall, I don't know exactly the timeline, but it'll be in that in that range um, because we do need to wait. You know, right now, if I was to look at the Ontario timelines, for example, we're not even in phase one, and they're saying 21 days after that you get to phase two, and 21 days after that yeah. you get to phase three. Right. So we need to kind of keep those things in mind as we're doing our planning, but you know. With those kind of broad timelines, it's coming and, you know, it won't be too much longer, actually, is the, is the short way to say it. We'll do it. We want to be as open as the members want us to be open. We'll do it as soon as we can. That's really, we that's can really encouraging that to hear. Yeah, yeah. We can crush that because a lot of people are like, I know that you are not opening <laughs> and you're just not telling us. Like, I don't know where you heard that, but now we can at least confirm it from the very high up. We are definitely planning on reopening studios. <laughs> and when I when I have better timelines, then we'll make sure we let folks know. Absolutely. And I mean, it's just trial and error. That's how it was. And we don't want to go back to that. I remember I was working in one of the studios when we reopened last summer. And it was just, I mean, everyone was confused what was happening. I think at one point, BC was the only place where workshops were still able to happen. And it was just everything was always changing. So I think you are making, you and the rest of the leadership team are making an amazing decision there. You know, if I I really had my choice and, and, you know, I would, I would like to wait until we can kind of do it without social distancing in the Mm -hmm. workshops where like, where you can get your, like, I don't, I don't think a a 15 person physical workshop experience is, is really going back to what we were. I think a Mm -hmm. 40 or 50 person physical workshop experience is going back. Um, (laughs) So that's, that's really what I'm excited to get back to is, is that full room, a coach at the front, members interacting. Um, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, just in get Toronto. me in any, give, get me in any full room, you know, yeah, like honestly. I've been, I've, I've been watching, um, you guys are going to be really, really surprised, but I watched like a lot of UFC, UFC fights. <laughs> <laughs> I am really and when surprised. I, and, and, and when I watch those events and they're in stadiums and they are like full so of people, I'm like, just get me there. I just yeah. want to be in the presence of people. I want that energy. Um, and that's what I want to see in the WW studios. Maybe not the fighting that I see. <laughs> <at the laughs> <UFC. Hopefully laughs> a little. Mm, but yeah. yeah. 
You know what? In Toronto, when I was doing a workshop, when we opened in the summer, we had the face guards and I have glasses. You guys don't wear, don't have glasses on, but honestly, between the facial and my glasses and my mask, it was so fogged up. (laughs) And there was like five people there because our studio is smaller. I was like, oh my goodness. I can't even see. I can't. (laughs) So I look forward to when we can go in. My face won't be all covered in smog. (laughs) Thank you for trying. I mean, I think it was important that we actually tried that stuff when we could and we learned from that. And that's why we know that we do kind of we need to we need to time it in a way that we can actually do it properly. Right. That's that's what we got to focus on. Yeah. Totally exciting things to come. So another Um, hard question. Oh, and this one has to do with changes. Yeah. Our our monthly topic. (laughs) Yeah. So this is a tough one because I know that um, I'm sure we've heard a lot about it. Um, We've seen a lot of changes made to our coach roster, right? Mm -hmm. And our support roster. Are you able to give an answer or any update to members who are asking um, why their favorite coach was let go, if they're coming back, that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I, I, I can't. I can't do anything other than just kind of explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then folks can make up their own minds on whether it's reasonable or not from their view. But, you know, the, the business, the, the workshop business is smaller now than it was, right. Is the short version of that. And so as that's happening, um, we needed to make sure that, that we were doing the things that actually allowed it to be a sustainable business going forward. Um, and that then meant that we had to make some tough calls. And I, I think it's, it really is remarkable the relationship that our coaches and guides end up creating with their members. And to, to most members that are our workshop members, they have this amazing connection with those coaches and guides and vice versa. Um, and I think there's a, there's a lot of power. I, I, you know, people that, that elect to, to be a workshop member get such amazing value out of that. And it checks boxes, I think, in beyond just, you know, the, the, like the kind of the core of WW. It's about belonging. It's about community. It's a bunch of other things that that I think make that really powerful. And if you were to ask most members, their coach is the best coach that WW has, mm-hmm. which is why it's always really hard then because, you know, when you have to make some of the tough calls that we needed to make in the context of, of the pandemic, you've, you're disappointing somebody because if you need to, if, if you need to make a decision about Jane, then Jane is somebody's favorite coach. But if it wasn't Jane, it was going to be Joan. Well, Joan is somebody else's favorite coach. So it really is a bit of a Sophie's choice at that point on, you know, just doing the best you can to navigate what you can. I, what I am excited about is, you know, it was true before. It's even more true now. The roster of coaches and guides that we have, uh, you know, as part of the organization now is just such a spectacular group. Um, and a wonderful group for us to now rebuild on top of. Yeah. Um, that I'm confident that that members are going to have great coach and guide experiences. But the process that we went through, it's it's you know from a management point of view, I can't imagine a tougher business year than having to make the kind of decisions that we needed to make around those choices. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for explaining that. Um, I think that a lot of questions will be answered from um, what you shared today. And let's end on. The most positive. What is in store for WW's future? You know, it's interesting. The I, I alluded to it earlier. What what I think is really magic about WW is this is this point where behavioral science and health science meet, and we're always working on that. Right. That's why you see us doing things that help support personalization. That's why you see us actually broadening the health science. So it's 
it's not just food, but it gets into mindset and it gets into activity. We will continue to evolve on that. I, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away because, you know, there's, there's always things that you want to be able to surprise and delight with, but, but it will be continuing down, um, you know, digitally enabled personalization. And really at the end of the day, what I think is, is wonderful about WW is um, sometimes the app can feel a little bit complex, but at the core, what we're trying to do is simplify the journey that somebody has to get healthy. And that will remain uh, the focus as we go forward is, is how we do that. I won't go too much further than that or else I'd be betraying trade secrets before I'm ready. <laughs> no, come on. One little <laughs> trade secret. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So we have a really exciting promo code as always. And this one is another podcast exclusive code. So save 20% off site-wide with the code podcast20. Um, that is at www.ca slash shop. And this promotion is good until June the 12th. You know how else you can buy your WW snacks? If you track them in your app and you track a WW snack, it's going to say like, are you almost out of your salt and, salt and vinegar chips? Here, press this button and it's going to take you know to that. the shop. Yeah, it makes it so easy to get it. Smart for my ketchup chips. Yeah, totally. Kevin, what I want to know, Kevin, what is your favorite WW snack? My favorite is actually, I, you know, you mentioned the salt and vinegar. I like the salt and vinegar as well. Um, it's yes. probably the, the tried and true Canadian in me um, that that embraces that. But it's funny that that you know both of those. You mentioned salt and vinegar and and ketchup. Those are those are Canadian snacks because those ultimate are flavors. They're not U.S. flavors. Well, okay. So talk to me a little bit more about that because I used to go, I'm, I'm in Vancouver, so I'm right at the border. Bellingham is like a 20 minute drive. I used to always go across there and I would get snacks from the American stores. How come our snacks are different in Canada than the U S? So some of it is, is stuff that we do. So for example, we've got a number of things that are available in Canada that aren't available in the U S because we're, we're designing specifically for Canadian tastes and Canadian flavors that people are familiar with. And even in fact, one of the things that's coming up, I guess you guys were asking before about exclusives, we've got wine coming up in Canada that is specific what? to who is specific to Canada, uh, mm-hmm. low pointed wine. Wow. Um, so, uh, you can look for that coming out a little bit later this year. Um, and it's really good actually, I've had it. Um, you don't need to feel like you're actually sacrificing your wine quality when you have it either. And- which is- Kevin, you're a wine snob, though. I know that about you. I am a bit of a wine snob. Um, and the white in particular, I would happily have this white, you know, when you, you know, there's that nice crisp white when you're yeah. sitting outside on a hot day. Our white is a, is a really nice white. There we go. From a wine snob himself. He says it is good. <laughs> um, but the um, so back on the on the question, though, but why is it different? You know, the biggest the biggest challenge for us, uh, Emily, is historically we've actually piggybacked a lot of our products on the U.S. products. But we have to order because we have to do labeling in Canada in French mm-hmm. and English. You gotta you gotta pick products that you're actually gonna sell a lot of because if we don't sell a lot of them, then you end up with this minimum order quantity that you have to order, or else like you just you have to order minimums, and we just don't sell out of them. So the stuff that that I would describe as this kind of long tail, you know, the stuff that is low volume, it's more niche. We had a harder time doing that in Canada. Now, that was before we had um, an e-commerce site set up in Canada. So I'm hoping that as e-commerce continues to grow in Canada, that we'll be able to take advantage of that and have more of that long tail kind of offering, but we'll continue to test our way into it. But that's why you used to basically have in Canada just kind of the greatest hits yeah, as opposed to the full assortment. Cool. 
Well, I'm going to go order some more. I just ran out of my favorite. I mean, I do like the salt and vinegar, but I'm also a big sour cream and onion fan and my daughter's mm. obsessed with them. So now I'm going to go order some with our, with our promo code. I hide my ketchup. No, I don't know who approved trunk. that promo code. That's a great code. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. You're a busy, busy man. And this has been so great getting to know you more and having the opportunity for our members to know more about you and where WW Canada is heading as a business. Uh, I'm, so I'm delighted to be here. I look forward to continuing this journey of trying to help Canadians, you know, achieve their health goals. I, I think that um, I don't know what form that's going to take over the next three or four years. I just know it will continue to evolve. And like, like introducing D360, um, like we did this year, like introducing virtual workshops, we will continue to innovate and continue to introduce new things that I hope will help us serve more and more and help us go from that 300,000 to the million or two million or three million. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. If you're listening to this podcast and you love what you hear, don't forget to take a minute to leave us a review or give us a rating in whatever app you're listening to us in. I believe in you. No? No. Okay. Okay.